Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Happy Thursday out there. Schedule release day for the NBA. August 17, 2023. Welcome in. To the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman, Gabe Kuhn, on Twitter, on X, at G underscore Kuhn 71, alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. That'd be Connor Dunning on Twitter, on X, at C Dunning 929. Connor, what's the word, brother? Happy holiday. Schedule release day. Happy holiday, yes. We have some schedule fun. Speaking of fun, how was was trivia last night? Good. Trivia was fantastic. Awesome crowd last night. Once again, massive game. Very, very good. I wish I could say the team that won best team name over the air, but I cannot, but it was fantastic. Yes, you cannot. Does Jeffrey Wright ever get out there? Jeffrey is unreal at trivia. At trivia? No, yeah. Jeffrey, but he's, he's you know, they're they're pregnant right now. He can't yeah, be taken off to do trivia yeah. for two hours. Yeah, no, I get that. I understand that. But we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM, ESPN, and yours truly. We do not have trivia, but we do have Grizzly's schedule release that we're going to get to in a second. And with the schedule release... I have to ask you this, Connor. Who's the best when it comes to the Grizzly schedule and getting the notes done and telling everybody what to think about the Grizzly schedule? Who's best at that? There's only one man. There's one man. And that's Rob Fisher. And Rob Fisher will join at 4.30, bottom of this hour, to talk about the Grizzlies this offseason. And, of course, being that it's schedule release day, he will talk about the Grizzly schedule and the notes that he has made. On that, also, as far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock. Jeff Calkins show in the Daily Memphian. We'll talk about the Grizzlies schedule. And we're also doing some uh, digging into the uh, University of Memphis student directory today. That's been fun, huh? It's been all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, trying to see who's enrolled and who's not. Malcolm Dandridge's name. That name has come up. If I remember correctly, I think this is how we found out about Imani Bates. Yes, it is true. Correct. But, uh... Malcolm Dangerous is still on there, but I mean, like, I don't know how to read it. We're going to talk about it in the Blitz, but KO's still on there. Keontae Kennedy's still on there. There's some other names out there that won't be on campus. Chandler Lawson, some names out there that will not be on campus or on the roster that are still technically enrolled, I guess, at the University of Memphis. So we'll, we'll discuss that as we get into the Blitz around 6.30. Uh, we were scheduled to have Allen Bell today, but we're going to have to reschedule that. We had some scheduling conflicts that came up. Um, so we are going to get Alan Bell from CBS Sportsline at some point, either tomorrow or uh, early next week, to talk about college football, NFL, and futures bets that you're going to want to place. Also, on top of all of that, we have realignment rumors that are ridiculous. Uh, there's this guy. Have you heard of this guy, Connor? M H V E R. He uh, he is a. He's been really. He's been right on a lot of things. He has a uh, Michigan, a Michigan profile picture. Um, but he's got a lot of followers. He's been right on a lot of these realignment discussions. In his bio, it basically says that he is not a media source, but he does have sources that he talks to. But he's put out four of the, the four schools 
that the AA, from the AAC that could potentially join the Pac-12. And uh, spoiler alert, not one of them is Memphis. That's strange in itself, so we're going to have to talk about that. As well as some college football news, we have uh, a starter named at Auburn. Looks like uh, Jaden Rashada, if you'll remember him. Five-star in 2023, $13 million NIL deal fell through at Florida. Looks like he may be in the lead or at least moving up the board to be the starting quarterback at Arizona State for Kenny Dillingham, one of my former coaches in year one. So that will be fun to get to. And in small talk, we have some Marcus Pip or yeah, Marcus uh, Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen news. Isn't that always fun, right? Super weird. <laughs> TMZ a, got a hold such of a him. Weird story, man. TMZ got a hold of him. I I I, I saw the. I saw the passing by, and of course the paparazzi's nuts, so they had a camera on both of them as they were leaving at dinner. And the guy from TMZ basically asked, are y'all thinking about getting married? And Marcus Jordan says, we're looking for a venue. So it looks like that's headed there sooner than later. That is, that is such a bizarre story and continues to be a bizarre story. Absolutely one of the weirdest things ever. And another strange story uh, that I want to bring up off the top, Taylor Swift declined the 2024 Super Bowl halftime show. Why? Everybody seems to be excited about her Eras tour, although I'm, I've never been a Taylor Swift fan. It's I because be honest with you. Taylor, let's be honest about it, Taylor doesn't want to give away the show for free. <laughs> Which is fine. What do you mean give it away for free? Because people are basically buying mortgages to go see her perform. You get paid. You get paid pretty handsomely. What I'm saying is that I, if you broadcast the show to, uh, you know, a wide audience, maybe people won't go to the Eras tour because they were like, "Well, we saw it on TV." That's a cocky way of going about it. Maybe it's a big. I mean, it's the biggest event in the United States per year. It's the most watched event in the United States of America every single year, and you don't want to do the halftime show. Because you don't want to give away your show for free? Come on. It's a theory. She can't, I'm not I saying know, that's she can't, a fact. But she it's can't a be that arrogant, right? I'm, I don't know if that's arrogance. Eh, I think it's a little bit of arrogance. I don't think that's arrogance. I think it's probably smart business practice. She does not need the Super Bowl. Let's be honest about it. The Super Bowl, I don't think she needs it. Oh, come on. Taylor Swift doesn't need the Super Bowl halftime show. That's that's arrogance if she if she's really saying that in her head. No, it's not. not. Again, this she is a theory. It's the Super Bowl. So? She's Taylor Swift. Turning down the biggest event in the United States of America. There's there's some arrogance to that if you're saying, I don't want to give away my show for free. I don't want want the people to see it. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think Taylor Swift. As far as I'm concerned, though, crisis averted. I'm not a big Taylor Swift music fan. I'm not sure. But I am not for me. I'm pretty neutral. I I tend to enjoy some of her music, and I'm pretty neutral on the rest of it. I'm not, you know. The dirty laundry and breakup songs. It's just not for me. It's just never been for me. <laughs> I stopped listening after Love Story <laughs> when, I, when I was in uh, when I was in middle school when that school when that when that uh, when that song dropped. I haven't listened to much since then. I really I like the album that she released when we were like juniors or seniors in high school. Red is that one? That was, yeah, that sounds right. That one was pretty good. That sounds right. That one was what bad. was on that? Do we even remember? Trouble it was good. when you, you walked rem- in stuff oh, like that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. As Still not for me. I, I'm, not, I, but again, I'm, not, I'm the furthest But again, from think about that. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Like, it's just a lot of breakup, a lot of dirty laundry. And she's talking about real people when she says, says, she says these things. This is true. And, I, I mean, she's gone after all her ex-boyfriends. They, they're, they're, by all the Swifties, their name gets drugged through the mud. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it <laughs> does. Like, they, get, they get hammered in these conversations. Now, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. It's time for the Grizzlies schedule release. And the Grizzlies, we know that the NBA in-season tournament, there's going to be some questions about that. John's going to be out the first 25 games. But a couple of notes off the top about the uh, Grizzlies schedule release. First game will be against the Pelicans at home, 7 o'clock local time, uh, of course, on uh, October 25th. So there is that. Now, also, first game where John Morant will be eligible. I think people want to know about that. December 19th at the Pelicans. And the NBA thinks they're slick, but they're not slick, Connor. That game is nationally televised. That's yeah, a t- that's of course a TNT, it is. That's a TNT game. Of course game. it is. Will he even play, though, on the road when he comes back first game eligible? He'll have a tune-up period for sure. I can't remember. Did Jaron play on the road but his first game back or at home last Yeah, but this season? is a suspense. You sort of wonder how they're, going to, how they're going to go about this. If the NBA has their say and they, they would want. Right. To be on, but I, I, I suppose on the floor. you could argue that there's an idea that you would want John Morant to be welcomed back to the to the league, to the NBA, to the team with the home crowd. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. That now, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dylan Brooks returned to Memphis. Grizzlies versus Rockets, December 15th. How do you think he'll be received? I think he he'll be received, be received pretty received well. A po- I think it will be positive. The video will be, will be I, I think the video will be good. I think it'll be probably pretty funny. Um, I hope he brings out one of the classic outfits for his return to Memphis. Yeah. I would like to see that. But I think it'll be a positive return. There's no reason to boo Dylan Brooks. There's no reason to, to you know, yell be, things out. It, 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 he, he, wor- he played his ass off for the Grizzlies, and he gave us a lot of good years. He, it did not end great, but there were a lot of really good years with Dylan Brooks. Yes. He was, he was necessary. I mean, like, he, yeah, was necessary. he was necessary for a time, and by the end, he wasn't. Right. And I think we can all accept that and move on and listen. about our lives. But he really did, I mean— for a moment, when it was John Morant and him in the backcourt, Desmond Bain wasn't there. He really was crucial. He did I mean, dirty he was, work. But he was vital for scoring purposes as right. well. And at the end, when he didn't really know what his role was supposed to be, it started to deteriorate the relationship to a certain extent. I hope people, and I, I'm pretty confident people will remember the good right. instead of the end, him talking trash on LeBron, all that. Well, And, and I think it's pretty clear that you know the thing that came out from Shams wasn't from the Grizzlies. That wasn't the language that they wanted to use. He got a huge contract from the Rockets, so he's happy. The Grizzlies got Marcus Smart, so we're we're chilling yep. over here. It worked out for everybody. It worked out for everybody. It was time to mutually part. It worked out, and when he comes back together, let's welcome him back to Memphis. Yeah, a couple of uh, other returns. Tyus Jones' return to Memphis will be March twelfth, so that'll be that'll be way down the road. That'll be great. But too. Grizzlies versus Wizards. I, I feel like Tyus almost has a little bit, I mean, there's nothing but love. Nothing but love. For Tyus in Memphis. Whereas Dylan, there was always, there was always even even at the peak of Dylan in, in a Grizzlies uniform when he was really a, a massive helper for this team um, and wasn't being demonstrative off the floor. Um, I feel like, I feel like Dylan, there was still a mixed reception, mixed bag there. Tyus, it seemed pretty straightforward. I think pretty, pretty much everybody Love Tyus. And then, of course, Grizzly Celtics. Marcus Smart will return to Boston on February 4th. So there is that. That'll be emotional. Yes. That will be, yeah. be very You think Chris Stops is going to play in that game? It would be hilarious if he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he's dealing with plantar fasciitis. Yes, he is. Yeah. Which is no joke. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that sucks. I mean, I mean, for us in the seats we're in, I think it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of a, kind of a joke. Oh, I'm talking about like the injury's not a joke. I know. I mean, but it's dude. It's I just planned, one of those I, lingering things. It's I like, had it a few months ago, and I couldn't walk. I know, but it's more. It's sort of like tendonitis. It doesn't really go anywhere. Like you just sort of you it just feels try like to deal with it. You're getting stabbed in the foot, though. Yeah, like, no, you, it, it hurts. It comes it hurts. out of nowhere. It hurts. And for a seven foot big man that you just gave a big contract and traded <laughs> yeah, away the heart and soul so of your it, team for, and the the injury's no joke, but it is kind of funny. Hey, it is thanks, kind Boston. Of funny that, yeah, that the Celtics are Thank dealing you. with that right this second. Um, but getting into the schedule itself, 13 games on national TV, down from 18 last year. Eight will be on ESPN, five on TNT, and then there will be, let's see, there's some on NBA TV as well, um, but four of those will be at home, nine on the road. Nine of their nationally televised games will be on the road. They have 14 back-to-backs. Um, that, that should not, that, that won't be all that fun, but I will say uh, seven of them are home, home back-to-backs. And three of them, three of them as well, will be uh, uh, road, road, and then the rest are split home, home, and road. Uh, so that is, having having a majority of those home, home is is pretty nice. Very to, nice to be able Very to relax nice. at home for a night before you have to go play again. Um, toughest month, I would have to say, is December. December looks pretty brutal at Dallas, at Phoenix to start it. Nine of thirteen of the games will be on the road, but again, you have Dallas, Phoenix. Dallas to start that month, um, and obviously you'll have the in-season tournament, the knockout stage if they get there, some extra games mixed in. But then also you'll have at New Orleans twice, at Denver, at Clippers, and then Sacramento at home to end December. December looks like the, the month that's going to be the biggest struggle for the Grizzlies. Listen, December's tough because even the games that you feel like you have a chance to win or should win, they're against pretty punchy teams yep. or teams that have talent. You know, like They do have a back-to-back against the Houston Rockets, but there's no the Rockets are not going to be an easy team. To, I don't think the Rockets are going to win a lot of games this year, but they're they're going to be hell to play because they've got good defenders, they've got a lot of talent, they're young, they're plucky, they're just going to go at you. They got Dylan Brooks, that lunatic running around on the court. Yes. You never know. It's going to be fascinating 
to see what it's like playing against Dylan Brooks. That and I, that dynamic's going to be interesting. I think we've played it down throughout the offseason, but Ime Yudoka is going to be. I think they're going to be, be good a, defensively. He'll man. be a breath of fresh air for that for yeah. that organization and those young guys. I feel like he's just going to hold them accountable to a different level. And you have two vets in there. One plays defense at a very high level. Then you have Fred Van Vliet who can go score and distribute. I, I just feel like he'll have that team playing as as good as they possibly can this I think year. they have a now, lot of talent. What, what is the best for them, though? We're talking, what, 35, 40 wins probably yeah. at the most? Oh, I don't know if they'll get to 40. No, but yeah, I'm saying like 30, peak. 35. I'm talking peak Rockets is 35. Things go perfect, maybe you get to 35. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's It does make you ask questions about their plan this offseason, though. Right, it does make you ask questions like what? What is the what is the long term idea? You they're, do you do waiting. have some they they do have some young, really good, talented players. Right, I, that's what they're waiting on. They are saying, "Hey, we'll give money to, right now to Dylan Brooks. We'll give money to Fred Van Fleet because we're going to have to pay all of these young guys at some point." And you know, worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All of them can't really be in their plan, so they're going to have to pick and choose which ones they want. But that's why I think they looked at James Harden and said, what's the point of giving him money long-term? If he wants a long-term max contract, it would hinder them in the future. So they're looking at guys like, I mean, like they got to figure out like, like what Cam Whitmore is, Jalen Green, you got uh, Sangoon, you got Jabari Smith Jr. There's so much young talent down there that they're going to have to pay eventually. So I get, yep. I get why they were like, let's get Dylan Brooks in here, Fred Van Fleet. They overpaid for both of them, of no, course. no doubt about no it. Doubt. But they needed some sort of. They had the money to go do there, it. They had the money to go do it, right? Which I will give respect for. But and I. Those contracts are a little longer than you'd want, though. Three and four years. Yeah, but I, I think that they're assuming that they could move them in the final year if they. I, I guess to. so. <laughs> but here's my thing about Dylan's contract. I don't know. Dylan's if that's, is wild. That's, that's not going to be movable. It's is crazy. that really going to be movable? I don't think so. Fred Van Vliet, maybe because he's, he's a his table setter. You need a table a, setter. Go ahead. Let's say there's but a that's championship a contending too. team at the deadline that needs a hard nosed defender and has money. Dylan Brooks can help you. He can help you there. He can help you there. For 20-plus a year? Hey, I'm not saying I would yeah. do it. I'm just saying that people out there would. Yeah. And, I mean, especially if they get him, like, two years into it. Sure. I mean, you feel like that's going to be off your books relatively soon. But back to the schedule. Um, the real question for me, just looking at the entire thing, becomes 25 games, how do they fare without Ja? Right. I have counted them up. And, of course, he is scheduled to return, or not scheduled to return. He's available to return on national TV, TNT, at New Orleans. That'll be a 6.30 local time tip. I have counted out at about 14 and 11. And that is just dealing with, you know, early season coming together, dealing with regular season intensity with what they have on the floor. They're going to be lacking a little bit of depth without jaw. The wing situation hasn't figured itself out, but 14 11 seems relatively fair. And I think most Grizzlies fans, if, if you said 14 11 without jaw in those first 25 games, I think they'd sign up. Yeah, you know, we didn't we did not pick our games together. We didn't go through the first 25 together. I actually came out with 14 and 11 as well. The best case scenario I had was 16 and 9. I'm curious, for me going through the schedule, it really was hinging on 
the Dallas games and the Utah games. Like, are they going to win yeah. those games? Or are they gonna, those were the those and were there were some splits. There were some because splits. I was there. splitting a lot of those because it really depended on. You listen, if this team's at home, I think that they can usually win those games. The road games, I think, are going to be a little bit tougher. But at the end of the day, I still think that the Grizzlies are a very talented basketball team. If they were sixteen and nine, I wouldn't be surprised. If they were fourteen and eleven, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not. I don't think that they'll do any any worse than that, though. Looking at it, because there are a lot of winnable games. In this, they just have a couple games against Phoenix, and Dallas is just such a wild card. You don't know what they're going to look like. I just, yeah. I just don't know if they're going to put it together this year or if they're going to look like they did at the end of last season. If they look like they did at the end of last season, that bodes well for the Grizzlies. If they are somehow putting it together a little bit more, then you know you might split those games. And they don't really have a bunch of pushovers in the first month of the season. I no, gotta be because like even so, now, so even now looking at San Antonio, you, I don't even know if you can. They're more of a pushover than most of the people on their schedule in that first month. I think Portland. But now that you have easiest. Wimby and everything else. It, it becomes a struggle. Portland is a pushover. Washington. And Washington. That yeah. was one that was easy for me to chalk up as a W third game of the year on that Saturday, October 28th. That was an easy one to chalk up. But the rest of them, I mean, Clippers, Utah is kind of tricky, and they were really good to start the season last year. Laurie Markkinen was an all-star. You have to you have to watch out for them. And the Grizzlies did have struggles with them early in the season last year. Yeah. So there is that. But, I, again, I, I think everything about their Western Conference placement where they will be at the end of the year if they get a protected seed hinges on those first 25 games of the year and for 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 good for good reason. Once Ja gets involved you feel better about the starting lineup and what you have rotationally um but until then you're going to have to play with those lineups and see what you have and uh, see how comfortable you can get. I think it's a really fair first 25 games for the NBA to give the Grizzlies. They didn't overload it. They didn't make it too easy. They didn't make it too hard. It feels pretty balanced to me. You know what I mean? That's why I just I feel like they're going to be pretty successful in that first 25. I think that we're, we're going to learn a lot about this team. I think that we're going to truly see the value of some of the guys like Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart that, you know, to be honest, I feel, I don't know if you've gotten the sense of this, but a lot of people have been talking about the starting lineup for the Grizzlies, yep. right? And I feel like people are forgetting that Luke Kennard's on the team. Yep. I don't see why Luke Kennard wouldn't be involved what? in a starting lineup to start the year. Right. I, I, I mean... I, I, I guess you talk about defensive prowess, but you have Marcus Smart out there. You have Jaron Jackson Jr. out there. Yeah, you got you need, two, you need, you need, the last two defensive you, players you, of the exactly, year. Exactly. You need, you need the offensive punch. And I, I, I don't know why people seem to – I think there are people sort of precluding uh, Luke Kennard from starting and being inserted in the starting lineup. That's immediate three-point barrage from Bain and him. I mean, that having that in your starting lineup, is it, it can hide a lot of evils, cure a lot of evils, especially through that first 25. Yeah, that first 25, you know, I, I really do think that they're going to try to outscore teams in a, lot of, in a lot of instances. You don't have Jai out there, but I do think that the three-point threat of Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain can do some damage. And then, like you said, you got Marcus Smart out there. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. They can clean stuff up. They can do the dirty work. I'm really interested to see how Steven Adams looks Coming back, I think it's going to be a big, big deal for the Grizzlies that he's back. It's uh, you know, we've we've talked about how his impact, the screen assist, all of that type of stuff. So it's been nice to see Jaron do a few of those things that Stephen Adam does in the FIBA tournament so far. But I really do think having Stephen out there completely changes the way that the Grizzlies can, they, how they operate on the I, offensive end. I wouldn't mind starting the year with Smart Point, Luke Kennard at two, Desmond Bain three, Jaron four. Stephen Adams five. It's just, like you very ha- very uh, you have with that. you have your creation with Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart. You're gonna have your rim protection, Stephen Adams and Jaron. Um, you're you're gonna have your spacing ability with Bain and uh, uh, Jaron. Uh, you could throw him in there and Kennard on the floor at the same time. I, I like that. Ultimately, I, I I think that that would be sort of my vote to start the year. It's going to take away a bit from your second unit. Yes, you are but, going but to be... I mean, but you're down jaw for the first 25 right. games. You're, you're getting, you're automatically going to have your second unit sort of a little bit in flux. Absolutely. But what I was going to say, though, is that that's where you're going to lean on, you know, needing either Roddy, LaRavia, or Z to step up. Hopefully they can step up and show something. They can be part of the big rotation. I, I, I think that we've talked about it. You know, we saw positive signs every once in a while from those, from at least two of the guys, but ultimately I don't know if it was the summer that you had hoped. You know what I mean? And I think Santi, and too. Everybody keeps forgetting about him. I think the argument with that group is going to be, okay, on the on the perimeter you're relatively small. Yeah. But I think as you get into the regular season with with Ja involved, you're going to be small on the perimeter. With, with You're going to start, no doubt. Ja Morant, 
uh, I would think Marcus Smart somewhere two or three, I, depending, I and then Desmond su- Bain. I would be surprised if they didn't do the three-guard lineup yeah, to see like the, what it I is. I feel like the entire year is going, this is going to be a smaller Grizzlies team, and that's okay. That's okay, because I think Perfectly Marcus— fine. Because I think Marcus Smart filling in for Dylan Brooks. Everyone wants to talk about Dylan Brooks' height and his stature in general. I think Marcus Smart plays just about as big as Dylan Brooks. And as far as staying in front of somebody on the perimeter, I think he's substantially better. As much as I love Dylan Brooks' defense, Dylan was more of a pest than a stopper, always. He just bothered the hell out of you, roughed you up. I think Marcus Smart gives you the best of both worlds in that regard. He can be a stopper on ball, and he can bother the hell out of you and get in your head. Yeah, I, I think that Marcus Smart will be able to replicate what Dylan did to an extent on the defensive end. He's not going to take as many shots on the offensive end. It's exactly what you're looking for. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem at all, and the numbers don't lie. We have a, plenty of data, plenty of years of Marcus Smart playing the three for the Celtics, and he was plus, and that doesn't, that doesn't happen by accident. You know, yep. He was effective at the three for the Boston Celtics. There's Every, no reason to think he wouldn't be here. There's just that focus on, oh, well, he's 6'3". Stop focusing yeah, on that so much. He's got a big so wingspan, he's got a though. Big wingspan he's and he plays Smart. big. And he plays big. Yeah, he's Marcus Smart. Let's give yeah. him some more credit. Smart? Smart. He's Marcus yeah. Smart. Yeah. It's, I'm not kidding. Every time I say his name, I have to like not do that yeah. on purpose because it's <laughs> it's what I want to do. It's I feel compelled to, to throw a little Boston on it. That's no, not Boston. Since it's schedule release day, I feel compelled to bring on Rob Fisher. <laughs> and Rob Fisher's going to join us next. He's right, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We're always looking for needle movers when we bring guests on this show. And when we talk about topics on this show, but the schedule releases today, the Grizzlies schedule release, and we know who moves the needle when it comes to the NBA schedule release, the Grizzlies schedule release. That'll be Rob Fisher, Memphis Grizzlies sidelines pre- and post-game host for Grizz on Valley Sports, also part of Grind City Media on Twitter on X at Nation. Rob, how's it going? Good, man. Happy schedule day. Happy schedule day to you. I mean, this yeah. is this is this is the time to shine. This is how you. This is this is where we make the money. How about that? Well, this, this yeah, this is my moment. And uh, <laughs> I told the Grizzlies last year, "Don't take my moment from me." <laughs> well, you made so it happen it was, again. Uh, so it was good. And then uh, today we did a show, Grizz Beats uh, with Jarvo yep. and Hasseltine, myself, and uh, Michael Wallace, and uh, talked about the schedule. So it was fun to. You know, get all these notes and get all these thoughts out about uh, what's what's coming up, man. October 25th, we get started. Yeah, now first, 13 games on national TV, down from 18 last year. And obviously the big sort of point of contention there for, for Grizzlies fans is no Christmas Day game. I want to start there. What 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 did you make of them not getting a Christmas Day game this year? Uh, ja would could potentially be back on the floor. It would be game 31. Uh, it was game 31 last year. Uh, I mean, did you view it as a punishment of sorts? Because I, I know I certainly did, but I, I don't view it in a negative negative way. I think there's silver linings to it. You can certainly uh, just do some do some work away from the floor. If you win games, no one cares if you had a game on national TV on, on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm like you, and I think that's really a fan side of it, uh, is, you know, thinking it might be a little slap on the wrist. Uh, not get it, not getting it this year, but it it didn't surprise me. I mean, it you know they got a taste of it last year, but you know it's not something that's just going to be given to you every year. So you know we'll get our shot. You know another season this year, like we've had the last couple of seasons, they'll be they'll be right back to having more TV games. They'll get in the the national exposure on Christmas Day. So yeah, that's kind of how I view it. I don't I don't know if that's fair or not, but I. I yeah, I, I take it that way a little bit as well, with not knowing a lot, you know, what's going to be happening by Christmas. But I think it's okay, right? Like, I just, I, I, yeah. I think it's, I'm indifferent yeah. about it ultimately, and it's okay for the NBA to sort of punish yeah, the Grizzlies in that way with, with how it all ended last year. You, you get the most nationally televised games in the history of the franchise, 
and by the end of the whole thing, you're out in the first round, and you have a guy suspended for 25 games. Maybe the thought process from the NBA is we gave you the spotlight, and, and you, you couldn't handle it as well as we thought you could. Yeah, and, and this isn't like they're being blackballed from Christmas right. Day. No, I mean, I, of course not. They, they, they can be back, and, and I think they will be back uh, as soon as next year. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't it, it, It's fine. I'm with you. I, I think it's okay, you know not happening this year. There aren't many teams that get to play on Christmas Day. Now, I know that there's going to be two it's going to be sort of sandwiched between Christmas will be sandwiched between two away games one versus Atlanta and then one at New Orleans the day after. Um, for your travel schedule, I'm sure you're okay with being at least around around Memphis during the holidays, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I would guess with those two days off we'd come home from Atlanta um and then maybe fly out on Christmas night to New Orleans, but I don't know. I, I don't right. know what the schedule is going to be, but even if that's the case, yeah, it's drivable for somebody. <laughs> right, right. Hey, let's have Christmas in Atlanta. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe bring the family down. Maybe they could drive down to Atlanta. That'd be nice because the Grizzlies, when we are on the road for Christmas, the Grizzlies are really, really giving, and uh, it's, uh, it's, they put on a great event for us. And uh, with great food, and it's all the families and kids and, and everything, and it's uh, it's it's really cool. Uh, to, I saw it, you know, last year when we were at Golden State, and uh, it's really nice what they they do for us. So they they try to make it as Christmassy as possible. Yeah. Now, before we get to your takeaways, what are your thoughts on the NBA in season tournament? We had that. Uh, sort of leak out before the actual schedule release, and they're going to have the knockout stage, so they're going to add some games, and then they'll have the uh, the championship game. Are you? I mean, I, I know that we have a tendency to shoot down ideas before we see them in action, and I know I have for the most part because I don't know if the consumer has called for it. But what's your takeaway from the in season tournament? Are you for the idea, against the idea, indifferent to the idea? Uh, I'm indifferent. I, I, you know, I'm I'm not a huge soccer fan, and this is. This is very soccer-like, um, but I'm a huge fan of the other American sports. I'm just not a soccer fan. Yep. And so, with all the other American sports, I mean, this is this is unprecedented. You know, I mean, what 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 what, what do we what what do these games mean? What is it for? Do you coach different? Do you play different? Does it? I, it's, so to me, it's kind of wait and see what the reaction's going to be and see what it's like. I I gotta see it first and. You know, but the players, you know, they'll be regular season games as well, so their incentive is that they mean something. They are regular season games. And then the incentive is once you get to a semifinal of something like this, you go ahead and win it. Now all of a sudden you right. want to win it. You know, why not? The competitor in you says, well, let's, let's go win. So I think, I think it'll be successful, but I think for people like myself, that it's just, it's going to take a little getting used to. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And kind of learning about it because you know I, I I still don't know all the particulars. That well, right. But but I but I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it's received. I, I do think it's interesting to add games to a schedule that we've been asking to probably lighten up over the years with all the injuries we've seen. That's that's one takeaway that that is a little bit bothersome. But I, I do appreciate, because the NBA regular season long has been discussed in the realm of how much do people really care, I do appreciate the NBA and the higher-ups at the NBA making an effort to make it matter more. Yeah, and, you know, unlike some other sports, like we're seeing in the MLS right now, they pretty much put their regular season on pause for, for these tournaments. You know, the regular season, these games are regular season games. So, it, you know, it, it's still... For people like me, they still matter in the standings. They still, yep. they, they games still matter in the standings. The only one that won't will be the championship game, but everything else will matter in the standings. So, so at least I'll, I'll still be able to figure that aspect out. And, and I might sound like an idiot here, but 
bottom line is this is just new to me, and I'm uh, but I'm, I'm willing to embrace it and see. Uh, I'm just interested to see how the players respond to it, how the coaches respond to it, and, and ultimately, you know, what the fans think and if the fans like it or love it or or how it's received in this this first year. Talking with Rob Fisher, Memphis Grizzlies sideline pre and post for Grizz on Valley on Twitter on X at the. Fish Nation. Now, I hate to leave it so open-ended, but I figured if I was going to leave an open-ended question about the schedule, I think you'd be the one to be able to answer that. But what jumped off of the uh, schedule for you? What jumped off of the page? What What did you notice immediately? Well, I mean, the first thing I always go to is MLK Day. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and with that matchup against Golden State, that's terrific. And it's on TNT, which I always hope it to be on TNT because it deserves to be on TNT and in the spotlight on that day. So I was happy to see that. Um, the things that I looked for first, you know, when Dylan Brooks is making his return, and it's going to be great because we play in Houston, and then two days later they play in Memphis. Yep. So we'll already have a game under our belt against Dylan. We'll already have all the questions about playing Memphis out of the way from Dylan. And what's going to come out of that? What's going to happen in game two when we play him at FedEx Forum? Will it be a standing ovation for Dylan when he's introduced? Or right. will it be a round of booze for Dylan when he's introduced? What, what, what do you think? What, we, we talked about that a little bit. I, I would imagine a round of applause, standing ovation. I think, it, I, I think it would be a great round of applause, and if not a full arena standing ovation, I think at least partial arena standing ovation for Dylan Brooks. However, what I'm saying, Gabe, is they will have played yep. two days earlier, and he will be asked questions. So what did you think of Memphis? What did you think of Taylor Jenkins? Right. What did you think of your teammates? What do you think of Ja? What do you think of this team compared to the Grizzlies? Who knows <laughs> what his answer may be? Right, right. There may, there may be something where all of a sudden, two days later, That's he a good comes point. to FedEx Forum, and people are all upset at Dylan Brooks. So I think that's I think it's great how the schedule lays out that way to get the the reunion out of the way there, just to see if it sparks anything coming back home for that second matchup. I really hope that he doesn't say anything ridiculous. Can I say that? Yeah. I really hope right. that he sort of keeps it based on. The interactions with the team at Summer League in this offseason, it seems like there's no real bad blood, even between the front office, no. Taylor Jenkins. No. So I, I hope he doesn't go overboard. But, but you know what he does? He pokes the bear. <laughs> he pokes the bear. He said it himself. So, yes. I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. But that the 26th game when Joe will be back, uh, New Orleans on the road, that was uh, important to look at first. And um, then I, I think the thing just overall take from the schedule is that I don't think there are I don't think there are any long stretches that are brutal, and I don't think there are any large stretches, long stretches that are favorable. Right. I think it's right. I think it's a pretty balanced schedule throughout. You don't have one month that really stands out favorable, or one month that really stands out. Uh, against you, the, the if I had to pick one, December December is going to be tough. You got nine yep. of thirteen on the road. Uh, you got that home and home with Dylan. Uh, you've got the in season tournament. You got Jaws return. You just got a lot of stuff going on. So December is going to have to be one that you really want to navigate through. Yeah, and there is that part of the schedule from uh, January to February that's really tough. At Indiana, and sandwich between Orlando and Chicago, at Indiana, Sacramento, Cleveland, uh, and then Cleveland, Golden State, and a back-to-back. Both One will be on TNT, one will be on NBA TV. Then you have to turn around and do an East Coast road trip at Boston, at New York. That looks yeah. to be the toughest, at least sort of mini-stretch of the schedule yeah. from 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 January to February. Yeah, I actually I have that one uh, marked off, and it's yep. just tough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that one that one's tough. There's one there, the one that you mentioned uh, even earlier in January. It's a tough trip where you go to the Lakers at Phoenix at Dallas, and then you got three at home against Clippers, New York, and Golden State. So that's no cakewalk either. But those those two stretches, they're six game stretches. Those seem to be the the toughest. Stretches, and then in February you got seven of eight at home at one point, and then in March you got seven of eight on the road with your one home game being against the Lakers. But you do have road games with San Antonio, Orlando, Detroit, and that stretch. So um, it, it, I think it's a, 
I, it's weird because I'm saying something that I that people never should say when you evaluate a schedule. That it's, of course, it's 82 games. There's 41 at home, 41 on the road, and you're playing every team in the league. But it's very balanced. I think it's a balanced yep. schedule as far as uh, toughness throughout the year. Now everybody's question is going to be about the first 25 without Jaw. I, I mean, I've I've looked over it. It looks like it shapes up fine. The 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 record which I'm not going to ask you for. The record I came up with is 14-11. and 11. If it is 14-11 and 11 and I was right on just about every one of my picks, do you think that Grizzlies fans would sign up for that without Ja, for the 25 games without Ja? I think so. Right. I mean, I, I think you, you certainly want to shoot for better. Of course, of course, always. But, and, 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 that, and your goal is to be better. So, I mean, I wouldn't even... I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people would tell you no. They they wouldn't uh-huh. take it because they they want to do better. But but fourteen eleven is not bad. And uh-huh. you know you're over five hundred because I, mean, I think a lot of people might look at the first twenty five and say just stay around five hundred. Well, if you're three over five hundred, I think that's a pretty good twenty five game start. Yes. And uh, so I I'm I'm good with it. I'd take the, I'd take the fourteen. And, and schedule through the first twenty five. What'd you think of it? I mean, they're they're. I mean, it's it's a mixed bag, like you've been saying. I mean, it just yeah. there's no, nothing real. No, no no not too high, not too low. Nothing real that not nothing that tough. Nothing that easy along the way. Because I think even some of these cellar dwellers outside of maybe Washington, the Spurs are better with Wimby. The Rockets are going to be better, no question, with Eme and and the additions they made this offseason. Yeah, but I, but it's yeah, it goes back to what I was saying. I I, I don't think it's horrible. I I, yeah. I think it's you know I think it, it it really looked to me as a schedule just quickly going through it where it's like oh two wins a loss a win two losses two wins a loss two wins two losses. I mean it it just it doesn't seem like it lends itself to a long stretch. So what you have to do is avoid that in the first twenty five, and I, and I think you can't avoid that in the first twenty five. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of you got to win the games you're supposed to win. Yep. Because you're playing a lot of teams that you should beat. Mm-hmm. So win those games, and all of a sudden, yeah, you you can get to that 14 without a problem. Um, on the floor, what what do you think without Ja that starting lineup should be? Do you think uh, do you think they'll sort of lean Luke Kennard potentially in that starting lineup? I would think so. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, obviously, I guess a lot will depend on camp, um, but I, I would think going into camp, that would be your your first option. That would be what you're looking at, and something would have to happen in camp to prove you otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I think that'd be the way that you go, and you know that that's that's big. That's 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 big time stuff we're putting on Luke Kennard's shoulders, and you know did, did it in the playoffs last year and. I thought he performed well, and um, but you know, being out there and being out there with Desmond Bain certainly could uh, yeah. pose some problems for people. So it, it'll be interesting uh, what they decide to do. You know, does I don't know? Could you move Santi to the three? I don't. But uh, potentially, depending on what you see, because I think we've had the discussion about him being more of a wing than a natural big, which is what he was yeah, sort of trying to play last year. And especially with no Brandon Clark, he'll have to play the four when Jaron moves over to center, or if Jaron's out of the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I would expect, but I, I'm looking forward to camp to, to find out for sure, but I, I, I would think that'd be the case. And I think one of the big things that we've looked at is, say, Kennard does start, and then when, when Ja comes back, I think it would potentially be Ja, Marcus Smart, and then uh, Desmond Bain. I think there's a lot of people picking apart how small the backcourt will be. I, do, you, do you view that as an issue as compared to what they had last year with Dylan Brooks, or do you think Marcus Smart sort of fills in that role just about the same, even though he is 6'3". I think he fills it in about the same. Um, you know, Dylan's probably a little more versatile defensively on guarding. I mean, we saw him guard all the way up to the five uh, yep. when he did it against Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So um, Dylan might be a little more versatile, but I, I think Marcus Smart's a guy that you, you look at him, he'll play bigger than his size. Um so I'm not concerned about. It. I mean, the guy has done it. He's a defensive player of the year in the NBA. I don't. I, I don't. If if he's a little smaller than a guy, I don't. I don't think it would matter. To, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Talking with Rob Fisher, Memphis Grizzlies sidelines pre and post game host for the Grizzlies on Valley Sports. Um, when it comes to uh, 
Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, the the World Cup team? Have you have you been able to dive into that a fair amount? No, no, not no, really. I haven't. Okay, because it's because it's exhibition stuff, and I it's hard for me to watch stuff like that. Okay, um, but I guess when they start playing here for real, that that's soon, right? Yeah, and it it feels like Steve Kerr is trying to use him more in that in that true five role. Which I I, I, I got to be honest, I would like to see a little bit more of that with the, with the Grizzlies. Some of those in-game situations, getting John Morant and him into the pick and roll, I feel like that two-man game could be deadly, especially when you're trying to go close the game. Well, I think when we saw it, it was deadly, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think this is great for Jaron. I think you know anybody who has this sort of experience of playing on the national level, but not only playing on a national level, but playing with really good players who you don't normally play with, um, I, I think you learn a lot about yourself, and you can, you know, you're getting uh, you're getting tips from other coaches, other great coaches around the league. That it's just more knowledge and experience that you're taking in, and I expect them to to take off even more. I, right. I I'm I'm so impressed with what he did last year, and so excited to see what Jaron's going to do this year. It, it, do you find it strange, like I do, sort of the national? Uh, opinion on Jaron. We're not surprised by anything that Jaron does at this point because we know his skill set, but it feels like nationally people are not quite on board. And obviously another year of seasoning, if he makes another all-star team, gets on another defensive, all-defensive team, people will start to come around. But I I find it strange the reaction, especially when there was that straw poll that The Athletic did of the players on the, the national team that said he was the best player in camp and I mean, honestly, through those first couple of friendlies, he's shown that he's he's on that level. But I feel like the national view of Jaron is not near on par of what it is here. Well, I think making the All-Star game last year brought it up a level. Um, and I, I think when these games start, because the basketball people will be watching, I expect him to dominate. Yep. Because I think they will use him in a dominating role. And and he will be able to dominate, and and I think people will see what we've been seeing for a while, and they will take notice. And I expect Jaron Jackson Jr. because of what I expect him to do as a player, I expect him to be an All Star now yearly. Yep. And and I think you know a lot of times that's a popularity contest too. So what do you do? You go out in these games when people want to watch some basketball. And you see USA basketball, and you see Jaron Jackson dominating. People are going to know him, and people mm-hmm. are going to—they're uh, going to know who he is, know how good he is, and uh, he'll just continue to get more and more accolades as we go on. Now, I have to share some Cardinals depression as we get out of here. Now, I have gotten over uh, it. I've gotten over it. I've gotten over it. But I, I guess to. the question here is: Have you picked up anything else to replace the Cardinals void in your heart? Yeah, the Atlanta Braves. I've okay, up the Atlanta Braves. So <laughs> that's been. That's been good. The Atlanta Braves are now publicly uh, traded, so I bought some Braves stock. I'm now an owner of the go. Atlanta Braves, and uh, so I feel very close to that team. So that's a uh, that's good. No, I'm just watching a lot of baseball and still watching the Cardinals, but yeah, I am over it. I've kind of <laughs> right. I, on trade deadline day, I decided that I'm over it and and I can move on. Um, but it still gets a little frustrating, but. The, the Braves, uh, the Braves. It just feels like everybody in that lineup, top to bottom. It feels like dude. two, two fifty, two sixty, eighteen to whatever, wherever Matt Olson is at right now. Like thirty nine bombs. Everybody hits, and it's crazy I mean, to see fault. like guys fit like Orlando Arcia, who everybody thought was just about cooked, just about done with his career, picks up and is the starter in the All Star game. I don't know how they have been yeah. able to do this. Alex Anthopoulos deserves a lot of credit, but that that putting together that roster. And paying them what they're being paid, Ronald Acuna not paid that much. Ozzy Albie's not paid that much. The Braves are the—they're the bar right now in Major League and Baseball. They're all—they're all paid for the next ten years. I mean, it's—it's it's incredible the contracts they have with this team, and the—I mean, they have multi-year extensions with everybody, the whole starting nine, and they're all very favorable contracts yep. as well, which is incredible. But, yeah, number nine in the lineup is Michael Harris, and that dude can rake. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just – it's not fair. Uh, I'd hate to be a pitcher against that lineup. They're, they're fun to watch. Um, Dodgers are starting to really impress. They're game starting to look streak. like the Dodgers – yeah, they sh- they're starting to look like the Dodgers should look. Uh, so they've been fun to watch. And uh, sh- just keep watching Shohei, man. He's 
He's amazing. And we have to be Rangers buyers, right? Have to be. Yeah, I think so. I like him, and and I like the pickup of Scherzer. I because I don't think, I don't think Scherzer has to be lights out ace, but I think he he's very capable of yep. being lights out ace, and, and I think you you're you're very comfortable giving him the ball in any game situation. But the the rest of their staff's been really good since Degrom's been out this season. So you know, got to give them all a lot of credit, and they they uh they look like uh. They look really good. Baltimore, Baltimore is pretty good, yep. but they're, they might maybe they're a little too young. I don't know. Yeah, and don't forget about Jordan Montgomery, our guy for the for what yeah. it was about a good yeah. year. Good year with the Cardinals. Real good year. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. And and he's 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 pitching really well for Texas. Yep. Uh, doing what he did when he got picked up by the Cardinals last year. Yep. And, and doing it again. So good for him. For sure. Well, Rob, appreciate it, man. Thanks for hopping on. You got it, buddy. Anytime. Yes, sir. That is Rob Fisher at the Fish Nation on X from Grind City Media, also from the Grizzly sideline for Bally Sports and pre and post as well. Great to get his schedule thoughts for the Grizzlies as their schedule for 23-24 has been dropped. Now we need to go ahead and transition. And coming up next in his normal slot at 5 o'clock on the Gabe Coon Show, that would be Jeff Calkins right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.